Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) some people call me Q Ward, and I think that's the easiest way to address me or to say hello or to introduce me in any public forum. It's also the name that I use when I am playing music for rooms full of people that like to dance. Yes, sir. Speak on it. My mother named me Quentin, and I just like to tell people that. Q is just a lot easier to pronounce than Quentin, and I know that because for almost 40 years, people have been calling me Quentin, which is not my name, but no one feels like saying Quentin, so here we go, Q Ward. Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I like that, Q. I, yeah, I like that we yeah, take the moment. a little backstory to it. You know, you got to teach people how to love you, and you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at that, but you're excellent at it. And you do it on the radio. Man. Okay, so here, so here's the thing, though. My partner, my brother, my co-host, his actual name is Ramses. So Q is like a nickname or like a shortening. So I like to say my actual name, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to let people into my life a little bit. And well, I, so how is Quinton spelled? Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. So Quinton, like a ton of bricks. But when Quinn is in front of it, no one likes to say ton. They say Quentin, Quentin. Quincy even I went over that last week I don't want to go into it I got some PTSD from my old boss who used to I don't want to talk about it but Q Ward uh, is easy and it's what I go by professionally but you know sometimes people wonder where the Q came from or what it stands for hey listen put some respect on my man's name um, and and you know what put some respect on black names while you at it one time um, and you know that's what we're here to talk about on Civic Cipher um Today's episode, especially so, um, you might have heard a familiar voice, especially if you grew up anywhere in the Southwest. Um, a dear friend of mine is uh, joining us today um, to share a story and for us to empower each other and empower you, the listener, um, when it comes to dealing with life in a melanated body um you know we all have our traumas we all have our stories um and at this point in our lives on the other side of a very divisive administration on this other side of a of a very um uh radical um fiery movement um on the other side of a pandemic something that none of us have ever lived through. Um, A lot of folks who will call them non-allies are very, they feel very displaced. They feel like their their sense of normalcy, their their position of superiority has been compromised. They have to wear masks. They have to, you know, uh, accept a different president when they thought they finally got the White House and, you know, all these sorts of things. And these people are acting out in a number of ways. And we're not just talking about the police. We're talking about normal everyday people that you see at the gas station, that you walk down the street and encounter. They feel very much displaced and we're having to deal with their traumas. And so the voice that you heard, again, is a dear friend of mine who's come on Civic Cipher, a show that exists for these types of stories to tell her story. Um, Her name is Karina. She's a longtime radio personality, a legend, 
um, an incredibly special and important person in my life, a mentor among other things. Um, and I'm sure that I'm not, that that's a long list of people that would say the same about you. Um, not only is it um, appropriate for you to be on the show, but it's an honor. And you brought along your daughter, Aria. I'm happy that. to be here, and, you know, given the circumstances, but yes. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, if this is your first time tuning in to Civic Cipher, um, this show was born out of the trauma of our lives me and you q you know um once upon a time we had bits and pieces of our shows that we had done um that kind of pointed in this direction but you know we were always keen on having long-form conversations and discussions about um and having an intellectual approach and and uh, a compassionate approach to remedying issues that we had to deal with um last year obviously a lot of that stuff came to a head and working in media we needed to create a space to be able to share stories to be able to empower our listeners to be able to fight false narratives that existed on other media platforms the news especially saying that we were doing things that we weren't doing setting stuff on fire that we weren't doing you know these sorts of things rioting when we were being peaceful with our children out there marching um and in creating this space um we are also able to um write our own stories establish our own narratives and that's exactly what we're doing today it feels almost full circle now to have you up to tell me about an incident that i know a little bit about and that q knows nothing about and and q ain't gonna believe <laughs> yeah yeah and so let's get right into it um talk to me talk, tell me about a day in your life <clears throat> Well, let's start with, and, and here's, you know, my, my level of communication is super open and pretty hype, really. Absolutely. <laughs> and very um, interactive. So please feel free to interrupt. And I'm asking you to do the same is we have to tell this story because it's our story and it's probably best if we don't go back and forth and back and forth. And I say, well, this happened and we add this in. I just say we're going to flow through this and kind of tell you sure. a pretty unbelievable tale, <laughs> if you will. And we'll start. Go ahead. Before you get into it, I, I want I want to really make sure that I establish to our listenership um, that you are a more celebrated individual, at least in the city where you live, than most people are. Um, I know you to be celebrated in other cities as well, having lived there and established your brand there and, and so forth, you know, in entertainment and radio, you've been on a number of stages, you've worked with many um, hip hop artists, you've worked with, you know, um, you've worked in this industry for decades, well established, and you know who you are, you've encountered people, this is not an unusual sort of a platform for you to be on. Um, you know how to maintain your composure. You are a very, um, uh, you're very comfortable in the center of yourself. Um, and that, I think that needs to be well established before we get into this story, because again, the story is a little bit wild and, and it doesn't, it doesn't cast you or you are in a bad light. Rather it illuminates the state of the 
we'll call it the opposition to our progress in recent times. Our meaning melanated peoples, historically disenfranchised. And no matter how dark or lightly melanated you are, that's that's what this is about. Oh yeah, this is about more than just being melanated. This is more than just being a person of color. This is being a person of color that sometimes is really not even understood. Let's like talk about it. Sometimes you look right. Sometimes thoroughly denied, a lot and through of times denied. through the times we've gone through. Honestly, I think it's also really, really, really important to stress at the beginning of this that through everything, and I can't thank you enough for everything you just said. I, I really, you know, our relationship goes way back, and he's like, I've, I've raised people in this business and in this community, and I feel like mother to all. That's that's my role. That's been my role for a lot of years. That's also really important to state. It's important to state that I have stood up for us, melanated people, for my entire radio career, my entire life, even Thanks. even growing up in the seventies in the area of Chicago with a black mother and a white father, in an area where that was not cool, that was not celebrated, that was not a thing. That that was almost unheard of. So this is this is just a quick look at who I am, where I'm from, what I'm about. I also have four children who have a black father. So they have half black, half white mother, which is way deeper than that, but still black, identify as a black person. But this is this also, I really want to state, it's really important that we talk about at some point in this conversation, how melanated you are and whether that matters, because a lot of things were, were, were said over the launching and the, re, the real like blowing up of Black Lives Matter. There was a lot of really ter- terrible things said to us. And I mean, socially online things that you take as a direct hit because it's like I'm, you're saying I'm not black enough to have anything to say in all of this. And I know y'all saw that stuff. So we're going to preface it with all that. And, and, and I really do want to tell you this story as a mother <laughs> on Mother's Day. So let me set the narrative on that because it is Mother's Day and I have a really good close relationship with my mom and Every day we start our day happy. We literally are so joyful and happy with each other. So we go to the store and we're just at Sprouts. About to she's about to cook for everyone, all of grandbabies. Our, all, yes, grandbabies, my siblings. It's Mother's Day. And we're going through the store. Dressed up. Dressed up in dresses. dresses heels. Heels. And wedges. we go to the store every day. So I know everybody in there. We're being just what we are ourselves, saying hi to everybody, singing the early 2000 songs playing in there. And then we're about to check out and I see some flowers. I'm like, I'm going to get you some flowers. And she starts putting our groceries up on the just on the conveyor belt. I go over. I make my decision. I come back with a plant. <laughs> And I'm talking to her about it. In the midst of that, in the midst of that, a woman steps up behind us in line. Old lady, old. And she's looking at us. And I feel it, but I always feel I don't care. You can look at me. That's why we're shining. I understand that. That's not, I can't help that. I'm not going to dim me for you. You can look. I don't mind. Speak on it. So that goes right 
right past me. But I hear her say to this man, I feel an emptiness on my right. And the next cash register was open. She's standing directly behind us. And this man from the other side says, ma'am, you can go right over there. She goes, oh, no, I'm not in any hurry. You go ahead. He says, no, I'm going over here to self-check myself. And he takes his little basket and he goes over there. She proceeds to stand behind us. Really important because this is absolutely unnecessary. We're minding our business. She's getting her mother some flowers on flower on Mother's Day. And this woman chooses to stand directly behind us so she can continue to feel whatever emotion she's feeling while she's observing my daughter saying she wants to get me some, some flowers on Mother's Day. So she comes back with a plant. Yeah. After that, not knowing that happened either. Yeah, not and even I'm still to that. putting the stuff on the belt, okay? I come over and I'm like, should I get this? She's like, uh... Our plants at home have diseases. Just get some flowers. And after she says that, the lady goes, um, um, excuse me. She sp- <clears throat> yeah. To me. And I was like, yes, but we're still smiling. So she runs back to get the flowers. No, if they're she, directly no, behind like, us. The flowers are directly behind the register we're on. And I'm going to grab them. She's like, um, she's hurry. She's moving up. So. She goes, she's almost done with your stuff. I go, but not quite. So it's okay. And I smiled at her. I said, but not, she's not quite done. I wasn't even done emptying my cart. I had all this stuff I'm still putting up on the thing. And no she's, the, she's getting hyped, dude. She's, she's pointing at the belt. And I go, what? I just really didn't even know what she was talking about. She's like, so she's almost done with your stuff. I said, not quite. And I tell her, go ahead. I continue to get the stuff out of the cart and put it on the belt. She walks past the lady. As I do. She she swears. I know you don't want me to swear on here, but she's like, "Move your ass," and that, that's what makes me perk my ears up because I wasn't paying attention to her. At and all. I heard mumbles in my own her mask. Yes, not like, knowing what she said and not caring. I don't care. She was right next to her though, so she heard the words coming out of her mouth. So I turn. I'm like, literally, I perk my ear. I'm like, whatever. I keep walking by, and I hear her under her breath. I, it's terrible to say. She goes, bitch. in her mask, loud enough for me to hear it. And she, like, literally, she made a sound all deep and raspy. And I was like, I go over to there. I literally stop. I'm, <laughs> I was stuck in my tracks. Like, is it? Wait, did I just hear that correctly? And then I just start immediately just shaking. I'm like, no, this lady can't be serious. She's and not crazy. I hear her talking, I'm but like, I just say, hey, she, it's she okay. Not crazy. Like, she's not making no. it seem like. There's like, no oh, mental just, illness. Just whatever. Right. Because I, I deal with that. And I and I don't mean to say crazy. Like, But mental but illness. You know there I mean? wasn't, it wasn't that sure, type yeah. of like, she wasn't having some kind of like mental outbreak or outburst. Exactly. Or there was no like, there was she no sickness. Was she was yes, perfectly she knows- fine when she told the man, hey, I'm in no big hurry. Yeah. Not worried. No worries. Go. She was totally fine and her face was totally fine while talking to the white man next to us. She was 100% okay with that. It was the tone, the grunting, the all of this. Her face was contorted. And I saw all of this and I saw her take her mask down and say something to the lady. So, yeah, I came back and I, I finally just grabbed something. I come back. I said to her, I'm like, you're shameful. What shame on you? I said, I heard what you said and you're wrong for that. I was like, and she's like, what? She I didn't said, hear what she said. I dare you, honey. 
I dare you. You don't want a piece of me. I went, and Excuse I just me? start. She's crying. crying now. And not wanting her Everyone to see me Everyone is cry. looking. Like, and the cash register, the cashier thinks her and I are beefing because she has no idea this lady is talking to us. We know. And she's looking me in my face. And she refuses to go to the next thing until finally I say to her, hey, it's Mother's Day. Can we just be peaceable? And I look at her and I go, hey, hey, please don't let her, this lady see your emotions. She goes, mom, you don't know what she just said. And I'm not even going to tell you till we go outside. And I'm I said, literally just like, I said, I don't even care what she said. It doesn't matter what she said. They're words. She goes, they're not just words. I just, I, we're going to go outside. I'm not going to tell you in here because we're in this store every day. We have such an awesome reputation. We're in there every day. They know us really well. And while and we're so, finishing up, she's finishing up as well because she she's making over threats. To the next side. Now she, she's making threats. She goes oh, to yeah, the next we'll one. Outside. I'm going to see like, you oh, outside. B I T C H. Constant over and over and over. I finally go, hey, listen. We are all going outside in just a second. And I guess this conversation is going to need to continue out there because I'm not going to keep hearing this from you. She didn't know and what she's she still said threatening, she but she's know threatening she said yet. her and she's threatening me. And the cashier goes, I thought you were talking to your daughter. I go, my daughter is lovely. I wouldn't be talking to my daughter like that. She goes, I didn't think so. I was so confused. I go, I don't know what this lady's problem is, but I'm just like, I don't even want to walk outside. I just can't even believe what's going on. I cannot. Uh, Ramses. I can't make this still weeks later make sense in my head. Why this person even needed to address me? Why are you talking to me? Why are you looking at me with such disdain? I've literally not even spoken to you, looked at you. When I said, let's be peaceable, all the threats started and all the literally insanity coming out of her so, mouth. So here's, here's one of the things that um, I think... Uh, and, and of course, we're going to listen to the rest of the story because it gets deeper, way deeper. You don't even know. <sighs> That's we're going to take a we're going to take a moment. It's okay. Um, you know, there's this this term Karen. These are Karens, um, and what a Karen is, a Karen is perhaps at her most Karenness around black people. But you don't need a black person in order for a Karen to just be a Karen. A Karen, I, in my mind is a usually uh, a white woman who is appropriately entitled based on the way that this country tends to treat white women um they just get what they want if they cry loud enough the manager will help them and give them what they want just you know shut up your holler um but a karen on the other side of all of this black lives matter protesting you know a karen is the sort of person that comes up with an all lives matter you know a karen is the sort of person that comes up with any other thing matters but don't say black lives matter every other everything thing else matters. matters karen is the sort of person who will make will try to make your day worse because on the inside she is miserable. And it wasn't working. And I felt that. I go, she's miserable. Don't worry about her. Just speak on it. And I kept saying, please, just check your... She, goes, she had her back to the lady because she's like, I don't want her to see me crying. I, I hate that I'm feeling she this She said emotional. it about my mom. Like, I, I work at a luxury car dealership. I have these experiences. Of course. More than they should. Mm -hmm. But she said it about my mom. So That's I different. was like, 
just trying He's so ready. hard. It's, it's time to go. Yeah, and then that's <laughs> what it. was making me cry because I know. No, I understand. I have to keep for my me, composure. <laughs> for me, it was the fact that my daughter is obviously so hurt that she's visibly shaken in public and not in a way where she could even hold back the emotion. It was just that raw. It's just that real. I think there's something to be said too about knowing that you're at a disadvantage when dealing with a Karen because as soon as you respond in kind, you're the aggressor, you're the threat, you're the criminal, you're the angry black woman, you're any number of things, and she's just a woman who was just trying to move the line along. Right, and but they, the thing they is, minimize it's an, empty, an empty thing, so but, and, you shouldn't be worrying about. But you know that doesn't matter. It didn't matter in and her that's mind. That's why you all. tried to keep your composure. So, so and you guys both, go outside. We both. I I have to give her credit because she really did. She maintained her composure. Yeah. We went outside, and I knew now she's checked out on the belt next to us. I know she's coming because she wants this with me. She's threatening me. She's threatening her threatening to beat her up which is cracking me up inside to be honest with you she, i couldn't even get upset yet yet she's i couldn't even older. get upset she's I was, like she's like I, i'm she's not exaggerating i mean friend. like 80 like is 80 year old woman now Easily. where i'm from you respect your elders of any type and for me when you get older you might not really be dealing with the the nicest situation or your life is i don't know what and it's not up to me to worry about that it's up to me to continue to be kind to continue to smile at you and to be a good example to my child which is exactly what i was doing but the threats were just killing me and i looked at the cashier i'm like yo this is crazy right here she needs to stop but nobody out. was really doing anything. I noticed people's attention and I noticed they were looking at her, but I didn't, I, nobody's doing anything. It didn't, it didn't appear. You walk so we, out. we start walking out and I say to her, you just keep moving. I don't care what happens right now. You just keep going. You just get the car, get the stuff to the car, get the flowers to the car, get the groceries to the car. We were on limited time. I'm trying to I'm feed. I'm like, you don't know what she said. I was like, she said, and I repeat it. And I'm, I didn't want to repeat it. It's so nasty and i've never heard anyone put those two words together like it's just really ridiculous almost so i just i repeat it to her and she's like what to be clear the two words were the n-word and the b-word together, yes, together about your mother yeah okay like very clearly very intentional she wanted me to hear it and i were outside so i keep walking to the car and I turn and she and our is cars fast right and furious there. out of that store, chest out, ready for and me. Our cars are actually really close to each other. Right, right across, right from, across each from each other. And they're right at the entrance. So I start putting the stuff in. She's parked in the, the handicap spot. Let me give you this. She She's in the handicap spot. Yep. <laughs> we walk out. She gets the cart. She keeps going. Like I tell her, thank God. Just keep going. Just keep moving. So I look quickly. She's there quickly. And she's coming right at me now look first i hadn't even addressed her yet she's coming at me used all of this inside and now we're out here and you are still talking i said listen i'm not even trying to hear anything you have to say when you're going to call me uh mm -mm, in front of my daughter and in public that's just absolutely not cool she's i didn't call you the nb but she said it she easy with ease. With she didn't ease. say I wouldn't like say that. Like it's natural. She said, I didn't call you that. I just said you're an F and B. I go, why are you calling me anything? As I'm saying that, she gets this close to my face. 
takes both, both of her hands. hands. And I'm mid, like, just putting maybe two things in the trunk. And I just see her take both of her hands and go, boom. And my mom's in tall Wait, wedges. She, she pushed in a dress both to the hands ground. On both shoulders and, and shoves her. Over three and this lady backwards. is taller. So my mom's in her heels and she's, what, five, six? So she's in the heels and the lady's still taller than her. Still bigger than me. So this so is now she, an assault. This is why, oh, yes. it gets better. So wait, because she pushes me back. Well, I hang come on, running. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes, if it's it a gets, full blown assault. She put her hands on she, me. I'm glad that you she, said that. I come running and she starts punching her. Punching. She punches at least okay. four okay. or five hang times. On, hang on one second. Hang on one I got second. Beat up by an old lady. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Beat by an eighty year old lady. Because I want to hear about this. But we we gotta uh, make sure that folks know what they're listening to. So if you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I'm your host Ramses Ja. They call me Q Warden. That is just a variation of my actual name. Today's guest we have Karina and Aria. Um, Karina, the radio legend, um, the broadcasting legend, and we're in the middle of a story about and an, a physical assault on your body by from from a wild Karen out in in the world. So, um, when we left off, you were saying that you had just gotten out of a grocery store after ha having a confrontation with this woman. Verbally inside. Verbally. And mm -hmm. it was over her nothing as, nothing. as it typically is. Right. Um, you get outside and then she pushes you. Um, and I think that's where we left she off. She uses so a right. racial slur inside. In the store. Okay. So, so continue, please. So... I, I will tell you everything happened so fast from that point that I, I look up because I literally, when I say I went back, I twisted my ankle. I'm in big old wedges and those are not very sturdy if you're not standing on solid ground. And, and I'm in a dress which restricts how... Because it's Mother's Day. I'm dressed. I'm dressed up. <laughs> so she pushes me back and I mean, I, I looked up because I, I cannot tell you how shocked I'm literally like, I'm still actually still kind of laughing because I really don't, I can't even fathom that this is really truly happening right I now. I can see the tears in your eyes, so. Dude, I just, I come back toward her and she just, bah, 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 she hits me with a barrage of punches. I never There's swung, crazy. touched, nothing. I eventually grabbed her right arm and just slung it like get off of me and when i did that was it she stopped immediately she's oh she looks down at her arm my nails made contact with her skin and you know how old people older people have have you ever seen no, i've never really like seen this on bands. melanated people know yeah. bigger oh. like pools of blood under her skin she had like all the little brown spots on her skin and they had like blood underneath them and my fingernail made contact with it enough to just like slice one open and that made her stop and but she was throwing a barrage of wild and swings I at me. just got there and then she goes oh and and i didn't I, even and, and see then, her arm or anything i just saw i'm um, fling it and i grab her shoulders i'm like you don't hit, nobody hits my mom and she runs up and i look and there's this little white oh. girl standing there blonde girl long straight hair young mid-20s and she's all no you stop it and, and we know scared. what i thought you talking to me. Yep. Absolutely. We're like, oh, God. You're talking to then me? More She's coming to save the day, too, right? You stepping says, in? Stop. Two more people come running up. But they are talking to her. Good. 
Yep. <laughs> These are people who've been waiting for their moment. They know this stuff exists. This is how you be they at on our it. side, but they don't think in their lifetime it's ever really going to happen. They just know they're going to fight for us. They're going to fight for us. I guarantee you that's the kind of girl who would march for us. Yeah, this is how you be at our She can't Shout believe she's standing here and this, this is really going down right here, right now, in Sprouts. Edit. <laughs> she screams at this lady. This lady jumps in her car. And just sits there. And I hear numerous people screaming, call the police. And taking and pictures she stays of her. In there. Taking pictures of her car. She sits in my I car. I take a picture and I'm telling three people come out and they're like, I was seeing you in there. We were watching you and your mom, but then we thought you were fighting in the in line. We didn't know why you were crying. And I was they're like, and one girl goes, well, I saw you shaking. So I quickly tell her the entire story. And the lady is in the car long enough, at least like a minute or two for me to tell the story, them to talk to me and try to console me. And then we just hear screech. And she, she tries to run her over and with her car. that are crowded with me. And we're like, are you crazy? And we're like, are you serious? And she, she opens the window. Out. Do you see what While she you're did getting to me? pictures, take a picture of what this. she did to me. And I didn't even know I have attacked her. her. I have done something to yeah, her. The narrative has changed all of a sudden. Yep. Now, now she's the victim. She's trying to. You're the, you're the aggressor. Yeah. Screaming, freaking out in the parking lot. Let me ask, let me ask you something. So the people that work at the grocery store, they know you. Well, were, were there, were there videos or, you know, you yes. got, you got the support of all this. So here's what happened. Okay, I so go home. I'm mortified. I can't, I can't tell you how long I cried. I just wanted to keep getting it together because I'm about to cook for my grandbabies. I don't want to tell this story in front of them. I don't want them to hear any of this. I want to have a nice day. That is what I get only a very short period of time with the babies so i just wanted to make some french toast feed my family enjoy get our your, pictures enjoy your mother and go day. on about my day so i went home but it was too much i was literally choked You're up sick. with just i was sick over it so i called sprouts back the grocery store back and i say i need to talk to the manager who looks like this and he gets on the phone and i go i know you know me i don't know your name i've seen you for years you know my daughter she has the red afro you i watched you wave at her this morning do you have do you know who i am yes i said did you have any idea what happened out in your parking lot today or in the store today no please tell me i tell him he's he's sick he he sound moved to tears i'm crying because i it's still so fresh and he is just mortified apologizing profusely and cannot believe it and wants me to call the police and i say i'm gonna but i was just i was scared to call the police i was scared to call the police because i figured at some point in some way they're gonna figure out how to make this about what i did yeah. and i will say what i did was nothing compared to what i could have done partially wanted to do but what went through my mind which is not a 35 year old mind or 25 year old mind it's a much older mind than that was if i put this lady on her back she could die if i hit this lady in her face she could die now it's just a black person killed this old lady outside the grocery store and we'll never get to the bottom of it because this dead that is what honestly went through my head and as she came running to assist i just wanted to make sure nobody 
us did anything to someone that would end our lives for something we didn't even have anything to do with starting or even instigating or continuing or any of it she actually hurt her she twisted her ankle and she wailed on her and if i didn't come up there i mean i know my mom wouldn't have done anything but she wouldn't have stopped hitting her she wouldn't have stopped hitting her she and my mom wouldn't have done anything she would have just sat there and taken it there's no outdoor cameras at the store so he says i'll pull all the camera stuff from inside i'm gonna hang on to it please please report this please report this send us the video we'll, we'll put it up on the uh the social media follow civic cipher so then i call the police and i say i have a story to tell you but i am just not able to do that today it's mother's day i'm a mother and i want to spend this day celebrating my children and my my life and they said I said, and it's horrible, and I just want to tell you tomorrow. And they said, okay, yeah, call us when you're comfortable. So I did. Still scared to call. I wish you had gotten contact information for some of those people who were I did. in, in we the did. parking lot. I we did. did. Okay. Oh, yes. Very good. We did. They were glad to give their information. Yeah, they were like, please take our information. I got to tell you case. the best part. We get behind the car, take a license plate. I hadn't even looked at it till I was talking to the police disabled vet plates mm. yep america that was it for me was i thought oh okay i got a deeper idea why she feels like she feels she's she's that person deeper sense of entitlement this is our country i will tell you the problem i'm having now weeks later is i did call the police and they were very compassionate and they did listen and he did ask me if i wanted to press charges and i said absolutely because this is a hate crime she attacked me i did not touch her i did not instigate any of this or or even want any of this clearly and i don't think this is the first time she's behaved this way and i don't think that it could be the last because she feels entitled to do this she feels okay with it and she literally was fine with the whole scenario so to me i don't care how old or young she is who she is what she's done what happened that day not acceptable not okay agreeable the officer was very agreeable and very apologetic and very feeling really bad about the whole thing but i haven't heard from them since a detective will call you in a day or two i haven't heard from them since i took the block off my phone so that anyone who calls me i can answer it hasn't happened well you know there's um there's there's a lot to be said about i mean a public enemy said 911 is a joke you know and i don't want to make this show about that this episode is not about that specifically because we could dedicate a whole lot of resources to just that song and just that sentiment um but I don't imagine that in the city of Phoenix, Arizona, something that would be regarded as a hate crime is ever going to be given top priority when a black woman is attacked um, at a grocery store by an, an older white woman. I just feel like I would have been in cuffs if I would have hurt her. If sure. she would have been, who look, she didn't call the police. Listen, prison they, is full of stories like that. They're not banging down my door. They're not looking at me. She didn't call police because she knew she was wrong. When she took off and tried to run over her, she still knew she was wrong. When she yeah. was cussing out everybody else in the parking lot, she knew she was wrong. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, there's, 
there's a number of things that we can learn from this. Um, and, and I appreciate you telling the story because what it does is it gives a lot of insight into the mind of a black person, specifically a black woman, when having to make those decisions. Because I'd imagine that in your mind, every decision you make while that's happening is a life and death decision, potentially. Absolutely. Furthermore, um, you know, navigating these tricky waters is extremely difficult on your own. And I want to, these are nameless people because I don't know them. I'm sure you do, but unfortunately we can't name them in this um, setting. But ultimately it ended up being the case that you weren't alone. There were people there who knew how to stand up for black lives. They knew how to stand up for human lives. They did that willingly. Yes. And swiftly. If you see something, don't just let it go down. You know, that. The, and, and whoever these people were, if you were at the Sprouts on Mother's Day and, uh, you know, you were a part of this, um, you know, kudos to you. You know, if I get to heaven before you, I'll make sure that God makes a place for you because that's what kind, that's what happens with kind people at the end of their life. Um and, you know, there's a lot of folks that reach out to, to me and to Q and, you know, they, they, they hear what we do on the show and, you know, they're very moved by stories like yours and some, you know, stories that we discuss and, and some of the traumas and things like that. And it's not a part of their life, but they can feel it through a human connection. I see your tears. I see your tears. It's about... I've connected with people for a long time. I've been the person to stand up for anyone, but it was very, um, I guess it confirmed what, again, it's so weird that we would have the fear. It's so strange that we would have the fear, but it also makes so much sense in the world that we're living in. But I will say it was really heartwarming to, have someone come to my aid and it's sad that I didn't even think they were at first that I was like how dare you yell at me I didn't do anything to her and for them to be like no 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 they were just so they were so willing to stand in between her to stand in between us and to say you're not going to do anything else this is crazy and I will say that that has restored some of my faith in humans especially when things have been so crazy they've been so crazy but I do think that we do need to show more compassion for not just I mean anyone of color you have to understand that people with skin that's just a little bit darker than what someone else might be comfortable with is able to be a target is able to feel someone's hate it's crazy because i love how aria started this is we are such a loving family and so loving to people to humans we're just we love people i know that to be true about i literally hug everyone hate with with kindness and loving loving actions back and i do mean on the daily i work i mentioned this at a place and an environment that is very racially hostile daily i'm and she does it with a smile person of color that is seen in the dealership and then i brought one other person to work there and if it weren't for me it would be only white people in there and so every day people are 
confident enough because I'm nice and I'm kind to talk to me however they want. Say whatever comments they want to say. You know, they're I, they're all older, so they say <laughs> classic racist jokes and classic things about my hair and they wish my hair got pulled in school. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I literally come back that back outrageous. With, with, I want to I want to describe this though um, she's because I know so you. classy. I know you and <laughs> There's something to be said. My son, um, Christian, he wears his hair the way it comes. Mm -hmm. I love that about him. And uh, it's this gigantic, majestic thing, this huge afro. He just grows a nice one, as do you. And so I know what it means to wear your hair proudly if you can grow it that way. My baby does that. He wears it to school. His little backpack, little <laughs> floppy hair all around. Um, you know, um, I commend you for that. I think that's special. I think the world needs more of that that type of beauty, that specific type of beauty. And, and fearlessness, because um, it doesn't matter what everyone says. That's the the main, uh, also main takeaway is that as nasty as people are, you can still be your kind self, and your light will always shine through. Absolutely. That's why I say classy. She holds her head high, and she takes the comments and the insults and turns and them I turn into, into a teaching moment. She does. She's like, I'm teaching them. I teach you they how how a classy black person that you don't expect me to react in the way that I'm going to because of what you just said. You expect me to react with harshness. Mm. You expect me to react with the exact behavior they're displaying towards me i'm like listen i don't have to behave the way that they they expect from me but i have had to work on my reactions because i used to smile because i am so taken aback and then i'm like oh wow oh wow i'm laughing with them i'm letting them laugh at me and i'm laughing with them so i just definitely Show them, okay, what you just said isn't right. I don't have to say anything to you, but the way I behave is going to teach you. And then I'm going to continue helping you the way I am, and then you're going to feel bad. Um, and you're going to feel bad. You know what? I'm going to, um, if, 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 if you don't mind, I'm going to tell a story. Because um, I, do. Think that, do. I think that is, you know a real big part of this show was to make sure that we were able to not only tell our own stories but to empower the folks that support us you know that may not look like us may not be able to relate directly with our experiences but through their own conviction and kindness and their own hearts recognize that perhaps they're african brothers and sisters or their their um, native brothers and sisters or mexican brothers and sisters or otherwise some other form of latinx person or you know whoever um might have been born with one or more strikes against them and th they would like to see a more fair world um there's a a man i know uh named martin i can say his name because he's a friend of mine martin is an older white man um excellent person and I'm, you're going to hear what i'm about to say about him and it doesn't sound like he's an excellent person but he is i know him um, he's older and I, I, I know that I tend to be a little bit more forgiving and I know that he didn't say anything crazy to me but 
I'm functioning in the capacity of an ally to now my Jewish brothers and sisters. And so hopefully this story will show you how to be an ally. And then I want to say something about white paws. So don't let me forget that. Um, so anyway, one day I'm with Martin and, uh, he's telling me about some business stuff, you know, we're just having a big old time. And he says something and forgive me, I have to say it the way that he said it in order for you to understand. But he says, yeah, you know, these people were trying to Jew me out of some money. Right. And, you know, in the middle of a long story, when you're kind of riding along with a guy and, you know, that doesn't really feel like a pregnant pause where you can jump in there and say, hey, man, so you said that, you know, you just kind of kind of go with the flow, kind of like what you were saying, um, Aria, when when you were at work and people say a joke and you're laughing along with them. So I found myself in a similar situation before, too, where I'm like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was laughing along, but I was listening along as though he didn't say that that to me is absolutely unacceptable because I would want my Jewish brothers and sisters to advocate for me if the tables were turned and if they were able to step forward and say, hey, that's not that's not what we do around here. And so Martin, being an excellent person, remember, finished his brief, stating his brief. And, you know, we you know, something came up, I think, and it caused us to have to go different directions. Maybe a phone call, maybe something, something life happened. And uh, I knew in the middle of myself that I could not hold or expect to hold anyone else to that standard if I did not make it a point right now. Like when you're training a puppy not to compare them to a puppy or when you're teaching a child not to compare them to a child. But humans and animals, we all learn in a very similar way. You know, we have to deal with it right now, not in hindsight. And, you know, hey, this happened. This is this is what you did. This is how it made me feel. And this is what I need you to do in the future. Very simple. We're all very simple creatures. If we have a little bit of compassion, that formula works 99 times out of 100. So um, I waited, it might have been three to four minutes, which to me felt like an eternity because in that three to four minutes, I was absolutely failing my Jewish brothers and sisters, you know, and this guy was getting away with it. And I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't. So I had to let him finish up, but I was burning, right? But what I did was when I approached him, just like you did, Arya, um, approached him with kindness in my voice and in my heart. And I says, hey, man, listen, I know you. I know that you mean well. I know that you didn't mean this to sound the way that it did. I'm sure, 100% sure this man has not a problem with a soul. Doesn't matter if you're Jewish, Muslim, black. He's white. I'm black. You know what I mean? That's about as far apart as if he was going to have an issue with somebody, it would definitely be me because I am the one. <laughs> I promise you that. But, um... I told him like, hey, man, when you said that, um, that a, a person was trying to Jew you out of money, I'm not sure that you understand what you were actually saying. So that's a reference to Jewish people. And that bit, that's based on a stereotype that isn't true. It just is flat, not true. And it's mean spirited. And as soon as I said it was not true, he said, oh, my God. But by then I, the ball was rolling. Right. And so he let me say my piece, you know. And he says, listen, man, 
I absolutely, you're absolutely right. I did not mean that, mean it that way. I can't believe that I said it. Hearing it back from you lets me know how awful that sounds, you know? And, you know, we had a back and forth. I don't want to take too much time talking about him, but we had a back and forth. And he resolved in that moment never to say that again. But not only that, um, to police his streams of consciousness a bit better. And so to your point, um, uh, Aria, when you were at, at work and these people were telling jokes and you're kind of laughing along and you catch yourself in the middle of it, like, wait a minute, am I empowering this behavior? Am I co-signing this behavior? Um, once at the point at which you check that and you, you say it and you can be kind because I recognize there's a power dynamic sometimes. There's money involved and there's economics and we live in a capitalistic society which informs our behavior at many points along the way. Um, that you're absolutely right when you take a moment and you say with kindness and forgiveness if forgiveness is already there you know and this is this is not for Arya because she obviously knows how to behave this is for you listening you know if you find yourself in that situation you can absolutely um take a moment educate people to be the best version of themselves and that can be so quickly done and easily done i had a woman in a class i was taking a, a workout class who said kinky hair and i just said could just say curly because we were talking about curly hair there you go i said could just say curly very very it was easy but it made me feel better because i figure from now on that could be offensive hey listen at this point in our life in in the human story those moments yeah that's what i was saying at this point in there in our human story and in the american story we are taking a moment to really come to terms with our feelings capitalism q and i are really strong critics of capitalism but capitalism has robbed us of a lot of what capitalism makes us think that money is happiness and i guarantee you when i spend time with my son i don't think about money i just think about what's happening um and before we move on um i want to take this moment to remind you that you are tuned into civic cypher i'm your host ramses Ja. so people call me q ward but i think (laughs) necessary (laughs) because i introduce myself that way that's the the title that I've chosen for myself. I don't want to make it like people put that on me. You know, Q Ward is how I present myself to the world. So that's what they call me, but that's what I call me too. If that makes sense to Absolutely. our listeners. Absolutely does. And um, you know, we're taking a moment to talk about allies and, and while I while we're here, I do wanna say one more brief story about allies. Um and then I wanna talk about the trauma that the um, uh, our opposition is enduring and how it manifests itself in stories like the ones that you told um, earlier in the show. Um, Karina and Aria told earlier in the show. So um, real quick story about allies. Um, there's an organization uh, called White Paws and that stands for White People Against White Supremacy. I think that's an excellent name. Um, and I've heard of these people. Um, in fact, we had a guest once on the show, twice on the show, um, named Tessa Farrell. And uh, I don't know that she's a member, but she works very closely with them. And she's white as a ghost. White as they come, you know what I mean? And um, the kindest person, just a, an amazing human being. Um, and has dedicated much of her life to making the world a more fair place for people that look nothing like her at her own expense, right? Um, and I found when I ultimately came into contact with, with the white paws that, um, they're really 
about that action. And uh, I want to shout that organization out because if there are people like the ones who responded to your incident where you were attacked physically by a white woman, just minding your own business on Mother's Day with your family, with your daughter, um, that those people who are fueled by that same conviction can actually attach themselves to a cause that I believe is very noble. Um, and And I'll tell a quick story about them when I actually came in contact with them directly out in the world. Um, I, um, had to perform at an event. I had to DJ at an event. Um, it was a social justice event. It was a protest, you know, that sort of a thing. I'm out on the streets and I have my son with me. Um, uh, I have two sons. My little boy was with me this day. He's six years old and very, very much my shadow. He is right next to me. Um, everywhere I go. Um, I also have to carry equipment to and from this event and DJ and there was a lot of whispers about um, you know the police descending on the event and making it into um, you know shifting the optics around and you know or whatever and when you're there with your son you know your mind goes in a very you're, you get a little bit more paranoid than the normal black male paranoia that you know just kind of accompanies you know us throughout our life and i'm sure black female trauma or or, um, paranoia as well but i we've spoken about black male uh paranoia um on the show q and i have so anyway the time comes the the incident or the uh uh event goes off without incident and it's time to pack up and now i'm most vulnerable because they can pull up you know on me as i'm wheeling all my speakers and turntables and everything back to my car and i'm walking with my son and um, you remember one time, and, and I, I apologize, I'm not able to tell the whole story, but you remember one time we, we told a story cue on the show and uh, we talked about a video and he said, they arrested me, daddy. I'll never forget that. Um, and that's something that I don't want my son to ever even come close to, right? And so I've started thinking about this and I'm like, you know, these police are standing around here, you know, and I'm the man on the microphone here and these people are chanting and they're, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm with it. You know, that's what I signed up for. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to live on my feet. You know what I mean? I'm going to stand tall, but I still don't want my son at six years old to be traumatized by something crazy. And the white paws out of nowhere come up to me and they say, Hey, would it be okay if we walk you to your car? Right now dig this. I'm a grown man. I'm not no big gangster. I'm not no fighter, nothing like that. But please don't run up on me. I'm not the one, nor am I the two. But that day, that energy from the White Paws was very welcome. They were like, hey, if anything happens, we are going to be your line of defense. Because they won't try it with us. They might try it with you. And them knowing that and using that privilege to to support me in that moment. Those people out in front of that Sprouts, knowing their privilege and using it to support you in that moment that's beautiful and that's how you become an ally and i think that um taking a moment to tell these stories about the allies um makes ensures that this is not just a traumatic event but that you know we're able to celebrate a part of it i do want to take at least a moment to talk about the other side because we have to fortify ourselves against dealing with that but for now thank you if you are an ally thank you for taking the time to 
see the world through someone else's lens. I want to just jump in with this one last thought sure. um, from my communication with the police department. Is he thanked me for speaking up because he said to me, "This is happening a lot more than you know right now." Yeah, that's right. And so I want to in, I want to say that to to our allies so they feel empowered to speak up, to defend, to stand in, to say something, to use your privilege to actually help not just stand by and watch and that day they didn't just stand by and watch they stood in they stood up they stood between they stood for us with us talk about it and i want that to be really talked about because when he said to me thank you for speaking up because we get this a lot but people are afraid to call us i knew just what he meant i was literally afraid i said that's the thing that made me cry the most talking to him is I was scared to call you. I was scared to have this conversation. So that's a weird place to be, but I just want it to be said that yes, absolutely. That it is a good feeling to be on the receiving end of of someone standing up for you. And you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend that, you know, we haven't had episodes on the show where we've been very critical of the police. Um, but I think that that moment illustrates how policing is a lot of different things and it doesn't all need to be under the same umbrella because you know if your job is to respond to you know uh, uh, a, a mental episode or your your job is to make feel people feel protected um i don't think that that necessarily requires a gun because i don't think a gun uh changed that part of your story at all him having a not gun one not one bit just the fact that he was listening and he could do something didn't require a gun and so um and then, you know, before we leave, I do want to say this one piece. Um, again, this is a different world that we live in. Black people live in a different world. Our brown brothers and sisters live in a different world. Our native brothers and our Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters live in a different world. And our white brothers and sisters live in a different world. And for those people who have been sold this idea of the American dream, falsely sold it um and it bought into it and they grew up and they turned 30 and they turned 40 and they weren't rock stars and they weren't famous radio people like you and they weren't you know their dreams didn't come true um they have news networks and alternative narratives that frame people like us people with color in our skins as the reason that they haven't achieved their dreams and at this point in their lives they are particularly provocable and they will stand behind their privilege and try their best to ruin your day or even your life and so i wanted to leave you with that just so that you're empowered and that you watch yourselves out there um but that's going to do it for us here on civic cypher once again i'm ramses jow he called me q ward uh special thanks to karina and to aria for coming up on the show thank you and uh please check out the website uh, civiccypher.com if you missed the first part of the show um, you can download this in all previous episodes, make a donation, and follow us on our journey. And until next week, y'all, peace. peace.